First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. And then at this point in the draft, because we're counting rushing touchdowns, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. I mean, I considered him with my back-to-back picks last time, and even though I'm not a Lamar Jackson lover by any means, and I'm curious about their offense and the direction it's going in with him saying pass more, run less, um, there's always the chance that he is like 10 rushing touchdowns and 25 passing touchdowns. And I just got a guy with my fourth pick who you can pencil in for 35, which when it's all said and done might be like the second or third highest total in the entire league. So I like the Lamar pick more than the Tua pick. Danny, I know you agree with that because you hate Tua's guts. I, I don't – well, like, I think that one of your guys is playing 12 games, you know? So as long as the other no. one has a stud season, you're fine. But if one guy plays 12 games and the other guy is mediocre – you well, know, do you think that's a good? I mean, but do you think that's a good bet? One of those two guys has a big year. I think yes. it is. Yeah, I do too. Right. I know. I, I and at this at this point in the draft, you it's a real balance of like, are you going for high floor, or are you going for for the guy that's going to win you the draft? And you just went for guys that are going to win you the draft, and you had Herbert and Allen early. So so I don't I don't hate it. Um, I think I need more high floor guys frankly uh because i hate my team i feel like your team is all high floor cousins burrow i mean those guys are 30 touchdown a year throwers yeah um because i hate my there's like there's no you're gonna end up winning this because you're just like so steady this is like what happens in fantasy sports all the time Right, the, guy that bitches, players. the guy that bitches about every one of his picks ends up winning. And the guy who brags about his draft the entire night finishes in last place. Which, do you guys still do fantasy football? I was roped into a league last year where I had to pay, like, some exorbitant amount of money. Okay, like what's exorbitant of- amount for a lawyer like yourself? What's exorbitant these days for you? What do- <laughs> What do you, what do you think for me the definition of exorbitant? I I drove to I, Dallas. It was it was with fun five hundred. Like, I was going to say like, two hundred. <laughs> Danny Smoron, I think I paid like three hundred or like three fifty to be in this league. Like, why why am I paying all this money? This is ridiculous. What is D- divided by seventeen and you're paying twenty bucks a week? Yeah, Mike, come on. I should have thought of it that way. But even then, I, I, I had the number one pick, which killed me because I had Jonathan Taylor. I ended up with Russell Wilson. So I'm dead in the water. Dead. Which, by the way, with Rodgers, do you think he bet the over or under on that number? <laughs> on Taylor I rushing he, I think he bet the under. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah. yeah of well, if he, bet the, if he bet the under, I feel like that's a, that's a real – that's a big issue. Oh, that's I why think I think he made such a big deal out of it when the story first came out. I think he's done. So can I, I ask? I, I I think I think I think I think he'll never be let back in. I it's I it's, it's 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 it. That's like the line in the sand that they have to draw. It's it's in, it's insider trading. They and you know what? It. Until I heard that, because someone had actually messaged me before that story came out on ESPN, 
And it told me that the real deal was that he had made just small bets for a friend. And then I, I felt bad for him for a second. And I didn't feel bad for him, but I'm like, wow, what an idiot that he would do that. Like he wasn't actually trying to like do any kind of insider trading stuff. But then when I saw the Colts thing, it was only a thousand dollar bet. That's the other part Yeah, I know. Of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you ruined your NFL career for a thousand bucks. It's just, yeah, it's messed up. But I right, and, so- and dude, have you has anyone seen an explanation as to why these guys can't bet at the team facility or on the I- I think that's a uh, – to me, and I think other, people like Mike Florio pointed out, I think that is a bad job by the union of negotiating for their players. I think it's a bad yeah, job. He said, that, uh, he said that on the air with us today, Mike. Okay. Exactly yeah. what you just said. I, that, that's, poor, that's poor representation. Like, I, I don't I, – like, I, I understand that the NFL wants to, like, really make these red lines and not have anything – no gray areas, basically. But I, I think that's a poor job by the union of, like, A, negotiating – maybe and or educating their players because it seems like the education on this stuff is not as clear cut as we may think it is. But I do not subscribe to this idea that people like uh, Mad Dog Russo say that, oh, the NFL is hypocritical for making all this gambling money and then having these suspensions. Like the money, do people realize the money the NFL makes, they split with the players? Yeah, that's exactly right. They split the money. Like it's not like the it's not like the owners just make the money and the players don't get any of it. Like there's a CBA. They split the money. That's how they got so much TV money because the networks knew they were going to get all the sports betting money. Yes, the the players see that money. I I like I agree with everything that you guys just said, but I don't get why the owners would want that rule either. They want players suspended for betting on college football from the hotel on the road. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Dan. And it's, it, it's, it, it's just a dumb rule that no one benefits from. Yeah. And it's conf- like it's confusing. Yeah. Like I can bet on college football. I just can't do it at the team facility or the hotel or the team plane. So you yep. fly into a city and then you're in your hotel for curfew before your game on Sunday. You turn on the TV. Oh, wow. Boise State's kicking off against USC in an hour. I'll put a hundred bucks down on it but I'm at the team hotel. So now I'm suspended for six games. That's idiotic. There's literally no defense of that rule. So I, I, I'm with the, I'm with the players on it. That one's insane. Uh, but the guy on the Colts did, he should never play football again. Um, all right. I'm trying to think about, so Mike, you're after me for two, right? That is correct. Yes. All right, Jared Goff's off the board. <laughs> High floor, no rushing, 29 touchdowns last year. Best offensive line in football. Jamison Williams will be back after six weeks. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Gibbs will catch balls as a rookie and take him to the house. I know they've got a ton of running back talent, but they throw the ball. I like it. Yeah. Give me Jared Goff. You have, you have like the quarterbacks that in 1998 would have just thrilled people. Just yeah, dudes that sit in the pocket and can't fr- friggin' move. Yep, that's right. All right, this puts me. I, I can't. Why keep was saying that your I'm next gonna... pick? Is it my pick? Is it your pick? Who's pick no? It's it? your pick, Mike. It's your two, pick for two. It's my pick. Was that okay. what you were gonna do? Were you gonna take golf? No, I was actually not gonna take golf. <clears throat> I'm not against the pick, but I, I was thinking like regression to the mean. He had a you know up last season. A player like that typically kind of swings back and forth. But I, I totally understand the logic of this. All right, I feel like I need to start taking some swings, but I can't. 
but I don't know if I want to take two swings. There's one player I'm thinking about, but I'm worried that it's going to be way too early to take this player compared to what you guys might do. But I think at least one of you likes this guy a lot. I'm also doing a cross-reference here of, like, <laughs> the odds on these guys. You know what? Why not? I am going to take Deshaun Watson. Okay. Is this way too early for Watson? I'll explain this, but let me ask that first. This is way too early. He is not the number one guy up in my queue right now for my next pick, but Danny I just op- recently made a queue. I'm <laughs> yeah. yes, but Our I sidebar I also, conversation on sports betting allowed for you to amass a very short list of players. I've got a queue now. I got okay. a queue. I'm guessing that Watson was nowhere near Pony's board at this moment. Yeah, I, I, I just um, he's anathema to me. I would not have drafted him. I figure to win something like this, you got to take some chances here. And okay. I don't know if this is quite a make or break season for Deshaun, but I mean, I saw every game he played in 2020 here in Houston where he was great, like almost objectively great on a team that was just horrific. 33 touchdowns, 4,800 yards. I have the rushing upside as well. He has the full off season. I just, I, I understand that he had, he had the huge layoff and last season didn't look very good, but Deshaun Watson, like off the field problems aside was a, very, very good quarterback for the first three years of his career. I mean, the guy is, you know, he just, he's going to turn 28 during the season. Like people typically don't fall off at this stage and I'm just going to bank on the upside. I think that team has substantial talent around him. So I'll take that chance. So Watson will be pick number one. Uh, Now I want to lean towards, I want to go to one of Danny's like high high floor kind of scenarios. I took all of them. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you did take yeah, all of like them. Yeah, there's like none of those guys left, thanks to Danny. <sighs> there's like none of these people left. None of them left. All right, let's scan here and analyze. <sighs> there's one guy I – there's like people I actively don't want to draft. And yet Scanning makes... and analyzing is the best part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be. You know what? Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to take Derek Carr. And my logic is... I thought I was a shoo-in to get Carr on my team. This is a (laughs) shocking development right here. Here's what I'm thinking. my board, I can promise you that. All right, here's what I'm thinking. Playing in a dome, it is a very lousy division. Uh, He has, I think, pretty talented receivers. Uh, Michael Thomas, if you can ever get healthy. Alave's a stud. Uh, I just think, you know, you got Kamara as a weapon out of the backfield. They added Jamal Williams. I, I just like the dome and the new new environments. I feel like the pickings are starting to get slimmer. Let's roll with Carr in a fresh new situation. Indoors. He did play indoors last year. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that, that's different. That, that's a different kind of indoors. Hey, this is yeah. the Superdome. This is different. It's different. <laughs> Justin Fields. Yeah. I knew you were going to do that, you prick. I thought Justin about him. Fields, there's my swing. There's my 30-touchdown pass upside. It would be the first time a Bears quarterback has ever done it. Not a swing at this point. That's just a very good – this is where he should get picked. It's You're just, not reaching here at all. Well, I mean, right. The, obviously, though, there is a low floor because the passing game could still be broken. He There's a chance it doesn't work. And he could get hurt. But if he's healthy, 
he has a shot to be the MVP of the league if he's got a great year. So I do, th- I do think this could be the pick that wins the league for me if he has 25 passing and 12 rushing, like a, a Jalen Hurts type season from last year, which I do yeah. think is in play. Well, then I'll do the same thing. I'll take Pickett here with this next pick because there's always a quarterback from year one to year two that explodes. And my bet is that it'll be him. And he'll go from seven touchdowns to something like 25 to 30, even though his offensive coordinator is a complete loser and terrible at his job. So I will take Kenny. And then my second pick will be another guy who I just feel like because this is, again, a rushing touchdown draft, I'm going to roll the dice with Daniel Jones here. Yeah. Because I just feel like Dable puts him in situations where the dude might have 10 to 15 rushing touchdowns to go with another 15 to 20 passing touchdowns. So, I mean, I think he, I think that whole team could take a big giant step back this year, but when you put the rushing touchdown element in there, Danny, I just think at this point, I mean, is it on the table that Jones is actually really good and takes even as a passer, a big step? I think it is. I I wouldn't bet on it, but I think it's possible with Dable's guidance in year two with him. And plus, I get the fact that he rushed for 700 yards last year, and I don't think that's going to change in this season. All right, so Ponies made six picks. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Tua, Lamar, Pickett, and Dable. Mike no, has- and Jones. And Jones, and Jones, excuse me, uh, with the Brian Dable logic. Mike has Mahomes, Lawrence, Rogers, Watson, and Carr. I have Burrow, Hurts, Cousins, Goff, and Fields. All right. I know who I know what you're doing here. Can you I do? just make the pick for you? <laughs> I think I, I think I do know who I'm gonna take. Can I make the pick for you? I feel like you're gonna steal my guy. Can I just oh. guess your pick? And sure. if I'm and if I'm wrong, then you know Do you want me to do you want me to like type it out? Sure. Or do you trust me? I mean, I, I, of course I trust you. Okay, fine. I will, I will make my pick, but then you go ahead. I think you're taking Geno Smith here. <laughs> you nailed it. Geno! <laughs> yeah. Geno! Of course. Geno! Yeah. Mike, yeah. if you haven't noticed, Danny loves Geno Smith. What's okay. not to love? A lot. Like the way he so Danny, five so or six Danny, games of the season. Danny's got a couple of guys who can regress to the mean. Right? Goff. Becomes analytical mind. Numbers game. Gino. Mike. Well, I mean, do you think Hertz is regressing? No, I, I didn't mention him. But well, I think no, Danny, no, but, I don't think there's any way he is. I mean, I would think it's unlikely as as many rushing touchdowns this yeah, year. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you got you gotta bank on him improving through the air, which is reasonable. But but yeah, these last two reasonable. picks or two of the Wait last a minute, three. Im- picks. Improving through the air, he was fourth in the league in passing touchdowns last year. Yeah, but it was a low. It was a weird year for passing touchdowns. It was a weird 30. year. It was a weird year. <laughs> Very weird year. Wait, you, you haven't regressing with rushing, but not passing. He had thirty <laughs> passing touchdowns. Who did? Gino. Gino. No, I, I was talking about Hertz. I actually got confused. Now it makes more sense. No, I was oh. talking about Hertz passing touchdowns going up 
Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, but 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 for this pick, Gino chucks the ball, man. Like I th- like interceptions don't hurt me. Yeah, but Pete's gonna want to run with like they've got like five running backs they've invested in. He he loves that running game, and Gino's I'm gonna, gonna regret. Pr- I'm gonna make a prediction right now on this podcast. I think Geno Smith gets benched by Thanksgiving for Drew Locke. Yes, that's depressing. But I, all I, right, I'll it's take not that crazy. Bet. I'll take that bet. Will you give me five to one odds? That's not a prediction. <laughs> all, we didn't make. There's no like. I if I'm gonna make a bet with you, I want a number on it. All right. That's just. No. No. Well, if you think there's no chance of it happening and the guy's going to have another big year, you should give me five to one. Free money. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just let Gino win me this draft and you guys can buy me a medium, medium rare steak. That hopefully you don't (laughs) send back more than once. A couple times. Yes. So is it me for two now? For two. Yep. I'm, I'm actually excited. This may kill my draft, but I'm very excited for the picks I'm about to make. Uh, Here's the first one. You've hated your early picks, which is weird. I wasn't sure about – the more I think about Derek Carr, the more I'm not sure about it. Uh, the first one, I was down on this guy coming in the last, like, 40 minutes, but now I've changed my mind a little bit. Dak Prescott. Okay. Here's he my logic. He was off my board because of McCarthy. <laughs> okay, that, that does worry me. But here's the thing. One year ago, as in 2021, Dak Prescott threw for 37 passing touchdowns. Granted, it was the high watermark. But keep in mind, this is a team. They added Brandon Cooks, who, while he acted like a loser in Houston the last two years, is still a viable threat. Gallup, Cooks, Lamb is the top guy. They're going to have to throw the football. They finally got rid of Zeke, and I think Pollard being a better option will help him. I just think at this point in the draft, I actually am comfortable with the uh, with the floor of Dak Prescott here. So that's number. I don't one. disagree with him at this point in the draft, Mike, where you yeah. got him now. I mean, guys like Pickett and Fields went ahead of him. So I'm okay with him at this point. 